Today on the show, Radical Ones, it's time to grab the Cosmic Key as we continue Sword and Sorcery Summer with 1987's Masters of the Universe. I've been looking for you. It's time to get radical. Something really special that I've been promising to show you. What would you do to get him? Grab him and take him. Take him. Like that. Hey, look! The Dungeons and Dragons try! Yes! Let this be our final battle! I have my eyes. I have my cunning. And now I have strength. A never-ending adventure new for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! You must find a champion. So Rob, I have been catching up on a lot of things that I've missed. You know, there's so many TV series and stuff that I wanted to see and documentaries. So I finally, in one night, binged that Netflix American Gladiators show. Have you seen this advertising? Oh, that's amazing. I did not watch it, but I know that it's on Netflix. That's so fun. That's so fun. Was it just full of like everybody's on drugs and they had to take steroids to live up to the potential? Or was it like a happy doc? Well, you got it right with the first thing. But yes, it actually was happy too because they had a blast, these people. I'm sure they did. I mean, they had a blast, but also I should mention they also got injured continuously. I don't doubt that. I mean, none of them wore knee pads or protective gear because you had to give the illusion of being like invincible. And yeah, I'm sure they got in a lot of injuries. There's no padding on any of those equipments. And I watched it. I watched the new one too. Loved it. I wish they hadn't canceled it. They did make a new one. That's right. Yeah. I think for radical ones out there, if you want a nostalgic documentary, that that actually, Rob, I have to say, it's, of course, it gets into that dark grittiness, but there is really fun moments, and it's the gladiators, but also they kind of animate what's happening in the past with, like, animation when they're telling the story. Mm-hmm. Really great, I think, for 90s nostalgic needs. Very cool. I'll have to put that more up my list, you know. I just told you today that I'm going to be watching two docs today. Yes! <laughs> yeah, so that should be fun. Uh, docs are not really my thing but if it really is on a subject that i absolutely love then i'll watch it and mostly it'll have to be something like movies or tv like the the netflix has you know the day the movie started or whatever yes like i would watch those and then like they have the horror noir on shutter like i would watch those but uh yeah docs are you know whatever i do want to watch like the tina turner one that's like on my list that I would like to watch one day. But yeah, anyways, good for you. I love that. I love that. How long was it? It was five episodes of like 40 minutes, but I tell you, it flew. Like, I just kept letting them go, 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 and it really just went into the next. It's really a bingeable show. That's cool. I love that. And then the other thing, the Pepsi, did you see this advertised, the Pepsi Where Is My Jet documentary? Yes. I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. I think it's also on Netflix, I want to say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
nostalgia nostalgia <laughs> highly recommend that radical one so awesome. with that being said welcome back to the radical retro rewind podcast as always i am your host radical ryan hunter here with rob the movie geek himself and i just wanted to try something different rob with that cold intro is that what that's called <laughs> yeah <laughs> Let us know if you liked that. I thought it'd be a nice way just to, you know, unwind before we start something. And today in Sword and Sorcery Summer... At the far end of the universe, there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. And there is only one man who dares challenge him. They are locked in a battle to the death. A battle that will take them across the heavens. Stop him! A battle that will finally be fought. I want them to get down and brought to me! Across the face. Police! Nobody move! Of Earth. I think I'm gonna need some backup. Can you show us the way? Of course. No! From a distant galaxy, they have come to Earth. Dolph Lundgren as He-Man, Frank Langella as Skeletor. Only they have the powers to be. Masters of the Universe, live the adventure. Rob, it is Masters of the Universe from August 7th of 1987. Yes, I believe we're close to an anniversary. I think it may have passed. This is towards the end of our summer. Yes, and spoiler, you know I'm a huge Masters of the Universe fan, Rob. You are, and you know, as I was thinking about this, this was one of my choices, but I feel like I've sort of stumbled on to something that you and your brother probably would have had sort of a better conversation on this particular topic but anyways i I, i'm glad you gave it to me but i was just like oh i think this is something he probably want to talk to david about but yeah but you know i think going back to movie geek and proud like when we first started talking i think i even said if you did masters or you wanted to do it again like i was so down for it and i know you've watched it over the years so i think it's going to be good to get you know someone who's not as invested let's say in he-man and masters of the universe i know you watched revelation the first part and things like that and you know you know the general he-man-ness 
of He-Man. Going into this, do you remember if you saw this when it came out, if it was on cable? This was not a theatrical uh, experience for me. This was definitely television. I watched a little bit of the cartoon, but definitely this movie stood out to me. It was at the peak of my fantasy, sort of, oh, I was like six, seven years old. And I, yeah, I mean, I was obviously drawn to it for the right reasons and, and just hearing the phrase and hearing his name. Do I remember like, oh, how dare they cast this person? He looks nothing like, like I wasn't there, but I just enjoyed the idea that a man that looked like a cartoon was on my screen. So of course I was invested. So Dolph really is what people think about this movie a lot of times when you hear it. Of course, Frank Langella as Skeletor is just, I mean, I gotta give it to him. He really did look like He-Man, Rob. I mean, we'll get into it more, but I I wonder if casting would have, the movie would have been a little different without him, but he was the perfect choice. I get it. I totally get the the casting. Yeah, it, it completely made sense why he was chosen. And as I know him today, I think this is the first time I've ever seen him smile. Put a happy face on this man. I don't care how old he is. I don't think I've ever seen him smile before. So it was a little bit of a treat to just visualize that as someone from the 80s. I just don't remember it. All I know him to be is that Russian god off of Rocky. Of course. Bridget Nielsen. That's the thing. I found out while researching this the last few days. I mean, why is it that every movie ever made evidently had a terrible production? Because if you want to hear about a nightmare, they can make a whole documentary about the production of this movie. Even down to not having an ending where when He-Man and Skeletor's swords clash, they literally cut the tape that day. No longer stand between me and my destiny! But I will. I told you it was always between us. Oh, I ache to smash you out of existence! To drive your cursed face from my memory forever! Yes! Let this be our final battle! Here's the thing thing i'm watching that and i would have loved that ending i would have loved it it wouldn't have been a great payoff just given sort of the journey that we took but i would have loved that just to kind of like is there going to be a sequel sort of thing or the fight will always live on and there'll never be an actual ruler of grayskull i mean I don't remember how the cartoon ended, but this is sort of He-Man's and Skeletor's story is that they just continue to battle. So I would have loved that ending. So yeah, it would have faded to black right after the, this is our final battle. Yeah, actually, it would have been bold. So Dolph had an acting coach and the director kept saying, you need to smile. You need to be friendly. You need to show warmth. And the acting coach was telling him, no, you need to be an action star. You need to be stoic. And they finally fired the acting coach and he was able to get him to smile, Rob. But I had sent you a clip right before our recording today. And I think what I want to get to the point out of everything is to me, He-Man isn't the average average barbarian sword user yes action muscles whatever the case is but when it comes down to it he-man is this character that's always putting his heart first people first and he's not just vanilla either because he does have like a sense of humor with it as well so i think his heart really is what makes he-man today i broke a promise and proved myself unworthy the great power that was given me And if I am unworthy, 
I can no longer permit myself to be He-Man. Let the power return! the Wind Raider, Adam. Let's go home. I think that's what Dolph, unfortunately, his smile does warm your heart when you see it, right? Like you're saying, it's so rare. But I think because of his language barrier, and they said that that was half the battle too with, you know, his accent and him learning English at the time. And are they going to dub his voice? Are they not going to dub his voice? I think he takes a back seat and he almost becomes just like this generic warrior in a way. I understand that assessment. I think that was great. I was going to ask you more about sort of the contrast of his animated counterpart because there were some things that I was a little bit confused about. Given that the movie is called Masters of the Universe and not He-Man and the Masters, like they didn't really center He-Man in this movie. He was just someone of familiar face and leader, I would say, on this battle. But we didn't get a lot of the nemesis and 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 you know relationship between our two you know hero and villain characters we just sort of known them to just be at each other's throats right we didn't get any of that you know our sources was already captured like we we didn't really get a lot of backstory on this and as they were out into battle everyone seemed to be equal billing you know it wasn't like he man save us he man (laughs) save us and oh he needs his sword otherwise nothing's gonna happen which i wanted to ask like we didn't get any prince adam in this you know and so when i watched revelations i was like oh, he's a smaller guy. He turns into this bulky thing. And I want to say, remind me, was there was there a secret identity thing involved, right? And the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! Okay, so we didn't get any of that. I didn't get Prince Adam. I didn't really get any sense of harmony before the Skeletor stuff happened. And that's fine. You know, people go to this and they just seem to know who He-Man is already. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. They hoped. I guess that's right. Like, they they hoped. Like, oh, you know, right? But you're right, <laughs> though. Come like, in. We, he sort of was sort of a i shouldn't even say a psychic he was just one of the gang and um i don't know if that's a good or bad thing i mean his armor armor or lack of was definitely a standout <laughs> next to his other teams who seemed to be in like mouser size leotards and but you know so that made him sort of stand out as more of a general or a leader but um th- one of the other things i wanted to know is i don't remember he-man being very gun friendly like did he always have a gun in his hand in the cartoon that t- 
to me seems so out of place that he always was fighting with guns instead of a sword. It really feels like they wanted this to be Star Wars. And I think it actually it, s- yes. <laughs> oh said my God. Star Wars of the 80s. This is so Star Wars to me. It's especially with everyone missing. There was a moment they were in a clear wide hallway and <laughs> yeah. the three of them were like in the middle of the hallway and all they did was just duck down. They weren't behind any barriers and this entire team still didn't get one shot in. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Not one. Stop Not it. one. So you're right. He-Man honestly never used a gun. Man-at-Arms did. So Because they, you know, they always have that mix of mechanical things and magic with He-Man. But yes, He-Man was always with the sword. Yes, I guess he would use a gun if it was on a vehicle. But it was always about punching. It was always about the sword. It was always about not killing. Which is why, Rob, Mattel insisted they have these non-human villains. So I guess this is why we got the Stormtrooper clones that are just in black armor instead of white which again to me makes it star wars yeah. i got more Spaceballs vibes of course watching this oh than, because than of star the wars. Arm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well because you know their uniform was mostly black as well they need the circle i know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I didn't mind he-man's i guess likeness i think that was sort of their big thing about this movie is making him look like him instead of being him or sounding like him and you know the chest was on point i i don't mind oh. that as far as the armor, I didn't get that whole red cross thing. I would have loved that. Um, he didn't, again, need to look barbaric or anything like that. Um, the bowl cut hair, too bad. Too bad we didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, Dolph has, what would you call it, a mullet? Kinda? Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of party. A lot of party. Get that <laughs> hair wet. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I mean, by the end, that was, ooh. Yeah. Okay, so Castle Grayskull is the first thing we see, Rob. Honestly, when I see that every time I go, why? Again, I'm not just because I want to be faithful to the cartoon, but Castle Grayskull has pretty much, since the comics it started in, everything has always looked like that. And to me, it again is like a mix to me of like a steampunkish, like mechanical castle. But that is another iconic, you know, feature of He-Man that it's kind of like, it would be so simple just to do this since it's... They're all matte paintings, by the way. There's no budget in this movie, so everything is a painting. (laughs) (laughs) At the center of the universe, at the border between the light and the dark, stands Castle Grayskull. For countless ages, the sorceress of Grayskull has kept this universe in harmony. But the armies of darkness do not rest, and the capture of Grayskull is ever most in their minds. For to those that control Grayskull will come the power. The power to be supreme, the power to be almighty, the power to be masters of the universe. So a little a little bit of a, a history lesson or or just educate me a little bit. When it comes to He-Man, is this is Grayskull like an alien planet? Is a futuristic planet alternate universe place i i found the huge amount of of technology to be a little distracting from the sorcery part of it and i know that the two can mix but is this in the future like i was just sort of stunned that this world had magic but then it had tons of technology and then it had creatures and like so is this an alien planet 
educate me on this. Like, what exactly is Grayskull? Because they go to Earth. So I, I know that there's this big galaxy and everything. So they seem to be on a different planet. But are they considered yeah. aliens? Like, help me out with that. So this is actually cut from the script as well. So in the cartoon, He-Man's mother, Marlena, comes from Earth. She was an astronaut. Okay. That got lost in this dimension. So it's, I always look at it as like parallel to Earth, but it is almost like, so yes, so it's like an alternative, but I always took it as almost futuristic too at the same time. But, and it was going to be seen in Castle Grayskull. They were going to find an American flag in this movie to go, oh, oh, are we linked? And there was this whole other subplot about that. It's parallel at Earth, but a different dimension kind of thing. So does it make sense to have so much technology? rooted into the magic i mean they had um gwendal or gore gwendor i forget his name grildor grildor they had him, billy they had him as an uh, as an inventor who are you i i am gwildor of Fedor, locksmith and inventor uh, a skeleton's forces were hunting me down a million blessings upon you for saving my life no blessing is necessary any four skeletons is a friend of ours now, why are you so important to Skeletor? Uh, oh, help me. Mm. <clears throat> uh, uh, <laughs> I'd better show you. Please come with me. So I think his main thing was the machine part of it rather than yeah. the magic part, um, which I'm fine with. I just don't know if that's authentic Masters of the Universe. It actually is because they always had mechanics and Man-at-Arms does make mechanical things okay. and spaceships, but there it's always more of the sorcery side to me in the cartoon and the God, comics. Yeah, no. It mixes, they definitely mix it, but you're thrown into this world where you're right. If you don't know anything about He-Man or you know basic, I have the power, you're kind of like, what the hell? <laughs> so let's go over the plot of this really quick because I have questions about that. When the evil Skeletor finds a mysterious power called the Cosmic Key, he becomes nearly invincible. However, courageous warrior He-Man locates inventor Grildor, who created the key and has another version of it, just so happened to have. During a battle, one of the keys is transported to Earth, where it is found by teenagers Julie and Kevin. Now both He-Man and Skeletor's forces arrive on Earth, searching for the potent weapon. Okay. So with this particular plot, it seems that part of the gimmick in this live action version is this futuristic sort of different galaxy being mixed in with today's Earth and how it ensues, right? The hijinks. And while there were some you know, little tidbits of, oh, what am I eating? Oh, this used to be an animal or look at this. Like I get some of that, but I feel there was really not much of an earth influence into a lot of what was going on, except for that pesky detective. I wanted to strangle with my bare hands. I gotta hate that character so much. So annoying. But, I like. Did you notice that almost the entire movie, the the, the whole town was cleared. Not one car on the road. No, nobody on the streets being yes. disrupted by this entire war being ha- that happening on Earth. It's just the weirdest thing. Like six p.m. is their curfew, and the whole town is <laughs> shut down. Like it's Charlie's, so like Charlie's is like the place to be on a Friday night because that's where everybody is. Nobody else is around. All the lights are out. Like I was. God. just 
like you guys are just performing on a set like earth is not involved in this why are we here and then you tell me that he's half human from earth so none of that yes. even comes into play with this and so i guess to keep it grounded and human it's like yeah let's see how they would react on earth sorry we didn't really get any of that taylor mm, good food yes i've never tasted anything like it Ooh. I wonder why they put the food on these little white sticks. Those are rib bones. <coughs> you mean this used to be an animal? Mm-hmm. Oh. <sighs> what a barbaric world. Never think while you're hungry. So I just, I don't know. It would have been fun for me to just explore more of Grayskull than to just travel to Earth. I don't need the setting to be here for me to be interested. You know why they did this, of course. This is to save money because, again, <laughs> I can't believe the title of He-Man is just... It was given a budget of $22 million, which, you know, is decent. But Canon Films, oh my god, they are known for cheaping out. Matter of fact, they made Superman 4 and things like that. And, and, and they were going to make a Marvel Spider-Man movie. It's horrible. Going to Earth was only to save money, Rob. Okay. And it, that's fair. So, no, that's fair. If you're going to go to Earth and you're going to show a town that is completely uninhabited by life, what is the point of going to Earth and not interrupting anything? Even the streets where Julie lives, Miss Courtney Cox, mm -hmm. it was the quietest neighborhood. The night of the comet happened. Everyone died besides that chicken place. Yeah. The high school. And you're like, Charlie's. Yeah. That was what Earth was. It was weird. It was just so weird. And, you know, with Kevin having <laughs> access to the school to begin with was just ridiculous. I was, it's whatever. Kevin, you were talking about Prince Adam earlier. Kevin, in one version of the script, Julie and Kevin were going to go the opposite way. And he was going to take on the power of He-Man, transforming mm. into Dolph Lundgren. Gotcha. Interesting. So this, this script also had a million different versions leading up to this, too. So that was something. So as a big fan of He-Man, what did you think about this movie? Aside from the budget, I mean, the times is the times. This was made in the 80s. Do you feel... Yeah that this movie did it justice. It gives me the neon goodness that I need, Rob. I mean, like, in an 80s movie, like, that alone, the visuals. Yes, I, I will say I am a fan of this movie, but to me, I separated from He-Man. Okay. It's, it's a, a version of He-Man. Even as a kid, Rob, I mean, it seems like this is reading reviews. It seems like every child in the 80s who went to see this was like, what? Even as a kid, I knew it was He-Man, but I knew it was different, and I didn't really like that aspect. Of course, you want to see more familiar characters let's say so i do like it I, I want to tell the radical ones i do enjoy this movie but this is not what i want in a full-on he-man movie okay for me I, I i remember liking this as a kid but i mean as an adult this was actually a very hard watch for me mm -hmm. um i found myself not really as engaged as i was uh, especially on their time on earth it just it just didn't really keep my attention unfortunately i think there was just too much like gunfighting going on rather than character interaction and development um also because i'm so familiar with tila being lead it was weird watching her just kind of like say one or two lines which is not bad 
is just and a redhead. She should have been yeah. a redhead. I just, but I, I, I don't know. I didn't really keep my attention. I found myself kind of on my phone a little bit. I, I gave it the respect to watch it. Right, like I took as much notes as I could, and and for what it was. But to be honest, it was a few moments far between right i yep. i think that i paid attention more to the character likenesses and how like the makeup and sets were done rather than the movie plot itself like i could have done without julie and kevin all together yes. oh unfortunately uh yeah so it it wasn't really a a good rewatch unfortunately and that makes me sad because this movie i thought was one of those pinnacles that i was just like oh yeah it's you know like i watch this all the time as a kid and i'm like damn like i can't watch this again it's over that's it but i do have like small appreciations for it but overall i just didn't think it was a good movie that's the thing i i definitely am looking for at it with nostalgia goggles. I could totally 100% tell you that. But at the same time, I know it's not a great movie by any means. But do I love it in a weird way? Yes, just because it is what it is. There are things that are great to me, Rob. I think Meg Foster as Evil Lynn that is perfect casting, she at least. born to play that woman. God, she was so good. These looks that she was giving <laughs> to everything and everyone was just amazing. Amazing. But I'm surprised that she lacked the sort of power. Everything, again, was done yeah. through technology. Great technology, by the way. I love the scanner when she literally could replay the past. Like, wh I, what kind of technology is that? What voodoo that was something and she's like oh yeah a lot of a lot of number help, huh, huh? Mm, okay. <laughs> this is where they ambushed us we didn't have a chance we'll see scanner i see only he now where are the forces that you spoke of Ah, and a native girl. It must have been she who tipped the scales against you. Outnumbered. Outclassed is more like it. The key has been activated. That was great, but yeah, she, I thought she was a great leader, great sidekick, you know, great, like, advisor or whatever. I loved the look. She was working the cape. I loved all of that. But you're right. I want Evil Lynn to have magic. She mm -hmm. is a witch. Yeah. So the one scene we got was, and this is my question to you, Rob, Courtney Cox running to Evil Lynn, thinking it's her mother. Was that the best acting in the world or the worst acting in the world? I couldn't <laughs> tell. It was like a weird between, oh, is this good or is this bad when she does the scream and like holds her head? I was gonna have that written down. I'm like, Courtney does the head grab scare. I was like, some things never change <laughs> grabbing the hair no no julie where's julie i can you won't believe this they're alive what is the matter with you where were you Thank you, my darling. No! Julie! No! Oh, I love it. <laughs>
I love it. I was like, you are giving me Gale right now, and I love it. I mean, that's the best part about it, but I'm like, do I believe her? See, I always get very confused with that because Spaceballs did the same thing. (gasps) You're wrong. And I'm like, are you hypnotized? Are you gazed? Or do you really think you're dead or far off relative came to see you in the midst of all of this she was willing to give up the entire battle for this woman she She was just like screw all of you bitches and if you get shot i don't care this belongs with my mom because she told me so i wanted to strangle her this should not have been this easy my mother really didn't die and the first thing she asked me for is that thing that we found today that evil people are after and killing try to kill us all day for but yeah this is really my mother boo boo bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in maryland turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code old line 150 then place a five dollar wager on any sport you'll receive 150 dollars in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. No, but um, yeah, I was I was a little confused by that. So with that being said, yes, that was the extent of her powers, I'm guessing. And yeah, I, I, I love McFoster as as Evelyn. I thought she did great. Uh, I also yeah, the cape work like <laughs> Emmy, like can we get a category for cape work? I, I'm guessing that falls under wardrobe, but like Skeletor with his hood and him marching in with that cape flowing. I'm, I loved every moment of that. He was working that cape. Uh, honestly, Frank's performance in this movie, he, this is classic. I knew this for years that he did this movie because his son was a huge He-Man fan. Mm. And he still says it's one of his favorite roles to this day. Was it okay that he didn't have the high-pitched voice? Were you okay with his tone? I win. How long? Off free dawn till moonrise. Do you hear, sorceress? The final moment has come. All the forces of Grayskull, all the powers of the universe will be vested in me. Me! And you will cease to exist. It is not too late to undo this madness. Madness. I demand the destitution, shame, and loneliness of scorn. It is my destiny. It is my right. Nothing will deter me from it. Men who crave power look back over the mistakes of their lives, pile them all together, and call it destiny. Thank you for that bit of philosophy, sorceress. Here is my response. Yes, sorceress. A sword of grace, God. Mine! 
You know, I do love my Skeletor Goofy, but in this movie, it worked for me. Okay. It honestly, like, and I sent you, again, another clip. I like to send Rob little things beforehand with these gentlemen talking about the movie, and they laughed over his face. I honestly, I don't know if I'm blind, but to me, that worked for me. That looked like a skull face. It wasn't, like, terrible that it was, like, I can see from the 80s point of view, you know, they gave him that black mask and then they put over the makeup so it looks hollow. It's just like coloring teeth to make it look like it's missing. Like, I get that. I could tell. I don't think a little kid watching this is going to really notice something like that. And do I expect that type of work in something like this? You know, you gotta, you gotta just let stuff ride. Just watch. I didn't mind it. Would we have gotten... And here's the other thing, too. Would you have preferred them to do CGI, just like we saw with those air, you know, benders or whatever, that was riding on those scooters? Like, do we want... They had budget for that. Yeah, do we want that type of, like, technology on his face? No, I I don't mind the makeup. Uh, The teeth were fine and all of it. Like, I get it. I even tried to look for Frank's face. I saw it a little bit. I definitely heard his voice. When I found out that it was him, though, yeah, I was really really shocked i was so shocked that that is the same man too because see i my frank langella is is unfortunately a brain scan that's that's my frank he plays the detective that thwarts edward furlong that is my frank langella and if it's not him he's the one trying to like steal arnold schwarzenegger's baby those are the only two langellas that i know but because i didn't know that was him under there like i can't associate but he's not man langella that's who he is so it was really cool to find out that that was him and uh, from what i know about skeletor he is a shit talker he will not shut up oh for nothing and that's what he did in this movie he had something to say do you feel he got and he's sassy usually yeah. like skeletor's a sassy little biatch don't half-wit bunglers brainless idiots you couldn't even beat a motley group of gnomes i, I love when he was like yeah if you go evil lane go with them and if you fail you girl you don't want to come back here to me yeah, no! she was like she was like i I didn't say that I wanted to go. Well, then you shouldn't have spoke, ho. I was like, yes, that's right. She was yeah, we don't want to waste their talents. I'm like, okay, you trust them so much. You go with them. I love that line so much. I was like, that's what you get for speaking out of turn. Keep your mouth shut. And I was done. That was the part. That was the part for me. It would be a pity to waste their talents. Save your pity for yourself if you failed. Take them and whatever troops and resources you need. I was not suggesting that I go. Then you should not have spoken. Leave immediately. When you find the key, send a sourcing signal. An attack force will join you, or I will follow. But yeah, he is definitely known as a a shit talker, and I loved every minute of it. Do you feel that he got enough screen time? Honestly, they, and they admit this, they made him, they said, the main character because they couldn't trust Dolph. So they gave Skeletor, and they rewrote the script as they went because they said the dialogue was terrible. So every day they kind of had to rewrite it to make Skeletor more of of the upfront 
yeah. person. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think he had, a, and I love his gold look by the end. Uh, I know it's like cheesy looking, but I love that whole gold over the top. Yeah, Skeletor we're getting more outfit. gold plated stuff. First TikTok, and now we've got Skeletor getting oh yeah, gold plated treatment. Yeah. So Grildor was supposed to be Orko. Yeah, I even as a child, I was very very turned off by this choice. Mm. I mean, he's the most, I'm, I don't know, no, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm probably wrong, but I think he would be the most, like, profitable product from I the would. gang. I'm always, I am an Orko fan, so yes, give me an Orko floating, I will get by the doll, I will buy the shoes, the pajamas. <laughs> yeah, his whole look was great, I would love to see an updated version of him, just, you know, with his Carmen Sandiego hat. And his <laughs> and his winter scarf like work, but yeah, we didn't get Orko. And again, I think this was just more of a technology. It's the technology, role. but Rob, if they're saying that they tried and they couldn't afford to to have him float, to me that is shenanigans. Because if you're paying for those, because they could have done trickery to have up close of this puppet and not have him floating. If they could float those hoverboards with Skeletor's big thing, you could make Orko. Like this is basically we're gonna throw He-Man at you but then we're gonna give you all these unknown characters and we're gonna tell you you need to accept these this is orko this is beast man which doesn't look like beast man at all like these are your side characters of who yeah blade Ciroc, oh my God. Yeah. and that one with the the one with the mane with i don't know what. yeah that that's sorrel surreal i forget his i forget his name <laughs> he is supposed to be i found out a hyena Really? Did you get oh, hyena from I did that? not get hyena. I got critters. I got crites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got the crites on this one because he was looking very critterish for me. <laughs> so we get generic villains, but I will tell you, Man-at-Arms and Tila, the actors, I thought gave a lot of good they acting were, in this they movie. They were wonderful. I thought they were wonderful. I, As cheesy as it gets, and maybe that's saying something, they were the best actors in here. And I also think Man of Arms, dead ass, was casting. They made his look flawless. That is Man of Arms to me. The mustache. And he, and again, he's a very hard, you know, he's a battle person, but he yeah. has a very soft heart. So I do like that even he would be emotional about the sorceress. Listen to me, boy. And half a chroma. We're not going to have a sorceress to go home to. So if you know how to do something with that thing, then you do it. Gwildor, Kevin knows the tones. Can you get us home or can't you? But yeah, I liked his likeness. I thought that was great. The The team in general, I, I thought were was a good team. I, I can't remember, were there other members of the good team that was on there? Was it just really just the three of them? Oh my god, there is so... I mean, even down to Battle Cat. Not, like, Battle oh, Cat right. and He-Man go, like, hand in fist. So. That's right. I forgot about Battle Cat. Okay, so... And the Battle Cat talked to you and everything. That's Couldn't right. afford that. Couldn't afford <laughs> that. They tried, they said. And and, and this is why I wouldn't have mind the the you know the ambiguous ending because this to me seemed very pre He Man cartoon. Like here's this little tidbit before the cartoon even started, and then <laughs> and yeah, and then they could have just kept going if they wanted to. But like here's how the whole thing started. Yeah, I didn't I didn't mind it. Uh, this this mercenaries though. Oh my god, Blade. So Blade was my favorite. 
Yeah, yeah. But um, the 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 hyena guy. Why am I not remembering his name? I'm so mad. Karg, Karg, that's his name. Karg. Okay, so Karg was just bippity, but like he just kept moving with it that felt, little. <laughs> it felt like the actor speaking was not the same person. <sighs> You're right, it had to have not been, right? He kept moving with every word that needed to be said. He was just so hyped on, like, Red Bull or something. Cocaine, he just kept, probably. like, pointing and, and find her and get her and this way. And we were outnumbered. Oh, my God, we serve you with his fur foe. And I was like... <laughs> Did you get Hook from him, Captain Hook? Because he, he had that that hands, right? Did dressed you? to the nines. He had on them, them tight boots and that, you know, <laughs> that coat. And that, yeah, that that hair was just, the, the, the hairspray was used on this planet. That they, hair was teased. Yes, it, yes. Korg was working. She's in here somewhere! Find her! So you were asking, Rob, right, character-wise, they had at this point seven waves of action figures of He-Man characters, good and bad. So it's like when you go down the list and you go, there's about 50 villains here and 50 good characters you could use. I I get it, it's budget, but again, the unknown characters. They gave you Beastman, who doesn't talk in this, usually he talks, but that was three characters they could have given a little fan service. Especially, I think, if you're going to remove it so much from every Everything else, throw in a little fan service. Well, just think about, you know, Secret of the Ooze, right? Like, we know Bebop and Rocksteady, but what did we get? Toka and Razor. Yes! So, I mean, but we accepted that. So, I mean, is is it because of their design, or is it the alternative choice that didn't work? I think it's the design in some ways. Like, Blade is cool looking, but there's, again, there's so many other characters that are similar enough that you could have just done it, and I would have just been like, okay, at okay. least I got to see that character move, and, you know, and the be alive. The fact that the these three were the best mercenaries that this place had. Like mm-hmm. I, I was really trying to. They, they did. They were not cohesive as a team. They sucked working together. I mean, they are no three. Now the <laughs> three, if you were to send the three out, they would have got the job done. <laughs> yeah. Not here. The not three here. did not play. You know. Okay, so the three is from Buffy, and the three is it the three, right? Yeah, right. That's, that's the, the, I think that's what they were called. Yeah, because they're the... Yeah, it has to have been the three. Yeah. I want to say they were called the three. These fools worked together so well. They took care of business when they were sent out. Like, people were scared to see the three. These mercenaries, I just didn't understand. And poor Beast groveling at this man's feet. And then they oh, killed yeah. Reptile Guy, like, super quick. I didn't even get to see him that much. And I don't know. The neck moved. I mean, that was part of the budget. His neck moved. By the way, Blade engages in a sword fight and says to He-Man, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Mm-hmm. It says in his backstory that they came up with, Blade lost his eye in a fight with He-Man. Oh. They just came up with this. Okay. Okay. How are we supposed to know that? <laughs> Did you see the Burger King? Yes. Uh oddly placed promotion where Kevin literally fills a sink perfectly placing the Burger King cup 
the, the bag in the sink into the camera. What? Well, in yeah, Julie, you know, Julie was hiding next to a stack of Pepsis, you know, at the school. Oh, yeah, she was. Yes, uh, <laughs> yeah. They, you know, put that in there or whatever. I thought that was that was good. Um, what did you think about the, the, the Kevin and Julie stuff? Was like, you know, the parent storyline, her wanting oh. to get out of there. And, you know, here's my thing. Kevin, who was the non-believer for a while, and it seemed that Julie was sort of playing the lead as the go-between and being like we have to help them i'm you know i'm their ally and then kevin was like no no this is so weird i don't understand this and then all of a sudden kevin is the man he's the one doing all the work he's the one with the musical connection he's the one that you know is playing hero to the damsel it just they took her out they they took her out with the leg thing (laughs) yeah i didn't understand that like was that like a he-man woman hating thing i guess they wanted to give them equal footing but because he was hired to play like prince adam-esque character originally maybe but kevin uh, just took lead on this and i thought it was going to be julie and it just made me a little mad that they turned her not only as a traitor but then took her out for the rest of the movie and then all of a sudden it's you know it's all about her again with her parents and i'm just like well i i didn't get it do you think it's because he's so sick of hearing her say like the day my parents died i went decided to go to have lunch with you kevin (laughs) and they go visit the grave all the time i know that was the thing like he's just like "Mm." i never told anyone this before it's my fault they died Julie come on it was a plane crash those things just happen you don't understand so we're all supposed to go to the beach that day but I said I had to study because I wanted to spend the day with you so I took the plane to Kathleen instead Come on. Your mom and dad wouldn't want you to go around the rest of your life blaming yourself. Would they? No. Oh, I love this. So she's crying over her parents, right? And she's like, I'm so sad. And then when they find the key, she's like, ooh, what's this? She was like, them tears went by quick as soon as she found the key. I was like, enough reminiscing. (laughs) Honestly, I could have done without them, like you asked. Could have done without the cop who, at the end, drives me insane because he's sitting on a throne in Castle Grayskull with this random blonde woman. By the way, Castle Grayskull is so like high up there regarded. Like random people just don't sit on a throne for Earth people with some random woman that you found. There's no women in, in Castle Grayskull. It's a sorceress. She lives there <laughs> by herself. Well, Lubick, look at you. <laughs> so you're really going to stay here, huh? What, are you kidding? What am I going to go back there for? And look what I got here. I got, I got a castle... I got a view, I got clean air, I got a beautiful woman, huh? Some kind of retirement, huh? (laughs) 
I didn't see any reason for him to get sort of like justice. Like, oh, I hate being a detective in this stupid town and blah, blah, blah. And I deserve more. And I'm on my way to retirement. Why am I dealing with this case? There was no reason to give him a blow up. It was the weirdest thing. I didn't feel happy for him. And up until the very last moment when they actually traveled to Grayskull is the only time that he was on their side. In fact, the whole reason why they got there was because he was meddling again. Trying to stop them from... I was just like, I hate this cop. But let's go down memory lane a little bit. So our cop... Oh, why am I forgetting his name right now? I'm so sorry. He was in Problem Child 2 as Mr. Thorne. James Tolkien? Is that his name? Yes, yes, James Tolkien. That's right. I remember him so much from Problem Child 2. It's such a small, stupid role, but I can't help it. That's your favorite Problem Child, right? I know. I just remember him from that so much. But here's something you probably didn't know. So our sorceress... This is um, Christine Jenkins. Is that right? Or am I too old to be playing the sorceress as well? Right. Oh my God. I didn't understand understand (laughs) that. So the sorceress played Monica's mother, Judy Geller, on Friends. Can you believe believe that connection? She must have been like, don't say you recognize me from that movie. (laughs) I am only on this show. I am only on Friends. Look at that. That's actually really cool. Yeah, I had to look her up because I didn't recognize her in all that gear. And I was like, why? No. But then, yeah, I saw her filmography and I was like, look at you. I love this. Also, And back to the future, too, the detective. Yes, 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 yes. I know you noticed this, and I'm so shocked you have not brought it up yet. Uh, Gwildor's, um, what is what do you call those chariots? Our pink Cadillac that he drove around. Oh! <laughs> did it belong to certain somebody, by the way? Yeah, did you pick up on that? Did you think about that? I, You know what? Now I can't believe I didn't. Wow! <laughs> I thought of that the minute I saw that you car. Know? I was like, he borrowed Hollywood's car. I love it. That is so hysterical. It's probably because I'm so ingrained with this damn movie, but oh my god. Hollywood would have made this. Take away the cop, take away the kids, Hollywood, and He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Would have been the spinoff of the century. You're safe. Do you understand? Hollywood. Montrose. <laughs> Doesn't it just sing? Don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. Now what are you running from? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's my... Next question. So He-Man is captured and he's chained down just like Flash Gordon. (laughs) Just like Thor. (sighs) And, you know, he gets whipped. And I love this because they go back and forth and then they cut back to him getting whipped and Skeletor is freaking out. And it's so funny because it has nothing to do with what's going on. (laughs) One or two things was happening. He was either either getting really turned on by it or he He actually thought he was getting squeamish because it was just too painful to watch. Which one was it? Skeletor was aroused beyond so he was aroused i thought that he couldn't take it i was like look at this man getting all squeamish that's what they want you to think but (laughs) i couldn't look 
Rob. I know they always joke about He-Man having, like, gay, you know, subtext and everything, but this is, like, a fantasy for somebody. And I think Skeletor was playing it out right in front. (laughs) That is so funny. I mean, I did catch wind of the possibility of him being all turned on by it, but I just thought that was so funny. (laughs) Where are they? Where are your friends now? Tell me about the loneliness of good, He-Man. Is it equal to the loneliness of evil? You know, it's actually hysterical because Frank wanted Skeletor to look like the cartoon. He wanted that blue muscular yeah. body. Yeah. And they yeah. told him they didn't want Skeletor to be sexy. Okay. Uh, to me, I love Skeletor. I've never found Skeletor sexy. Just because never you did. have a muscled blue body, you have a skull head, you have a melted head. <laughs> <laughs> To me, I would just think of that as a like a warrior kind of like. So, so there is this joke on Family Guy where Stewie is playing with He-Man and Skeletor. And he was like, yeah, you think, you know, all those people out there influence your kid to be gay? No, it's the toys that you bought them. Go tell that to your God. And it was just so crazy. It's like you get these little boys, these, you know, masculine toys or whatever. And you think it's like going to shape them to want to be strong. No, it's turning them gay. It's awakening the gay gene. I don't know what you want to hear, but that's what you get. And so I wonder if they just didn't want to turn little kids gay by giving us a sexy Skeletor. <laughs> they were haters back Having then. Having him moan and look away as he gets whipped, it would have been I just even wanted more. him to do the nair, you know, and just like with his hands up. I wish we had gotten that. <laughs> The staff was pretty cool. They got the staff right. Which was, by the way, handed to him by Pig Boy, who was a Mattel contest winner. Oh, cool. He was a little boy. He won a contest from a He-Man magazine to be in the live-action movie. They had no idea how to get this kid in. I would have threw him in the chicken place, honestly, if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. So they decide to instead cover him from head to toe. And makeup, and as a matter of fact, he has a scene where he hands the staff to Skeletor, and then Skeletor goes back and scares him, and he runs off. They cut that. The kid, though, got to hang out, take pictures with the cast. That's they very sent, cool. They sent him the costume after. Mattel oh, nice. sent him the costume. Okay. That's really cool. I have one last question for you. So, you know, at the very last minute, I'm, you know, I was like, oh, this movie's not going to be so selfish, and, you know... Wilder's like, I can send you back to any time you want, any place, whatever. Where do you want to go? We just want to go home. I was like, okay, cool. They're keeping it simple. They're keeping it humble. And then at the very last minute, no, wait, send me back to where my parents. And then I was like, you greedy bitch. Activate the doorway, Wilder. Uh, are you sure uh, you don't want to go back to your planet's history? I can take you back in time to the past or future. No, no, look, Wilder, that's okay. Just send us home. We better get home, Wilder. What journey, Julie? Good journey, Gwildor! <laughs> Good journey!
so, knew she was gonna. So look, look, I'm totally fine. They, it, what I'm and thinking is what happening is they went back in time rather than an alternate universe. Yes. So if they went back in time, she got her parents. Did she, were, did the parents fly a private jet or did they die? That's in what a, I took. Because she. A map she took, right? She took a yes. map and keys. So okay. I figured. So that made sense. Because I was like, if you were just going to let the rest of those people on that plane die, bitch, I swear to Jesus, like you better warn somebody that that plane's gonna go down because how dare you how dare you thank god it had to have been private yeah when i found out it was a private plane i let it go but i was just like oh and tell me this because i don't know if this was in the theatrical release but the way that skeletor kind of comes out of the water and his face freezes and that weird awkward like i'll be back i'll be back was that in the movie or was that added for TV or like... No, actually, they said it's one of the first... They have a name for this. A, sh- a spark or char? A some, there's a term for it. Like, it turns out this was one of the first. But it was added after Rob. That whole thing of cut to black, no budget. And the director, it actually says, the director had to give half of the budget to have Dolph come back, Frank come back, mm. and finish that fight scene with half of the castle grayskull still remaining so that's why it's dark this is horrible oh they said they had a whole fight scene choreographed and they already went over so they brought him back and then he said frank will you also come in get into a tank in okay. water and film this thing to add to it but he enjoyed it evidently yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, aside from the effects that I could have done without, I wish there was more fight choreography between Skeletor and He-Man, more sword fights in general. It's 80s for its 80s. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, how dare you with the production and all of that. After hearing the story, you know, they did what they had to do for fans. It is what it is, right? It's just, unfortunately, the story did not match what I believe He-Man to be. And I'm not going to say that it was a cash grab. I think that the movie did try to implement as much fanfare as as much as they could for for the money that they had is just unfortunately this cartoon is just a little bit beyond the structure of an 80s budget it just has no business being Mm -hmm. made in the 80s they should have waited they should have waited that that is my sort of take on masters of the universe today it just did not work for me so I will always be a fan, but it is not the default Masters of the Universe movie for me. Like I said, I'm still hoping beyond hope, Rob, but I just saw a whole article about over almost a decade and a half of scripts that was written by everyone, including G. Everybody in the world has put in a script for Masters of the Universe. They asked Chris Hemsworth, evidently, once. They asked, um, what was the guy from Twilight? He was petitioning forever, the brother, that actor he was in. Oh, you're talking about, um, you're talking about the model. I uh, Why am I forgetting him? Yes, he was petitioning for years to be He-Man. I mean, we've just went through two casting changes on Netflix Masters of the Universe movie. I think it's coming down to, Rob, the money that would it take to, I think, make a fantasy like this movie mm-hmm. done right, not on Earth, would be substantial. And I think we're going to keep getting canceled and canceled and canceled. It seems to me that just like Super Mario Brothers, 
it's just best to do an animated movie. Totally, Rob. Totally. CGI it. Cannot do this, I think. Live action form on a Netflix budget especially. I don't think it's ever getting made. Maybe we'll be wrong. Maybe we'll come back on this show and guess, guess what that movie's getting made. And Dolph Lundgren's He-Man's father, King Randor. Because they actually asked him at one point to do that in one of these versions. So maybe we'll get a faithful version one day, Radical Ones. We almost had Shira in this movie too, which would have been amazing when they went back to uh, Eternia. But of course, too much money too much casting and oh i will say this rob there is a unofficial sequel that was in the works by canon before they lost the rights they put it out master of the universe 2 dolph said no they hired a football player to replace him and he-man was going back to earth to pretend to be a football player <laughs> Flash Skeletor was going to be a, a head of a company what in the world an evil like head of of, of a big corporation it's very dennis hopper bowser and the, the sets went to the movie cyborg 2 starring van damme okay fair now that we're wrapping up rob do you have any recommendations for us rob's recommendations I do have some recommendations. I think you guys have all seen these movies, but if you have not, here's a little bit of a reminder of what's out there where you can get the same fill, but maybe just a better experience. Let's say you did like Masters of the Universe and you want more of that 80s style tone of a film. You know, special effects, everything, just gritty, maybe even, you know, low budget. Who knows? You love this for a reason. There's always a fan, right? Here are some movies that you might also enjoy. Uh, Street Fighter with Van Damme. Yes! <laughs> yes! I do. <laughs> Watch Street Fighter. And if anything, for its colorful characters and, and just sort of a different world outside of Earth. Yes. I think this movie is... is heavily casted and it just has all these colorful characters in it i think that you would appreciate this movie if you enjoyed masters of the universe it's it's an adaptation to a video game um just like you know this was from animation so that would be a nice choice the other thing is Kroll. i think Kroll yes. is a great example of how a story can be told and keeping it in the fantasy world that was created had shit to do with earth they kept it in, at home, you know, at home advantage. And I think that uh, the same thrill of this good versus evil was depicted in this movie. So watch Kroll. Another one I would say to watch is RoboCop. And Ooh. that is just for its very gritty side of things and just its depiction of Earth and all of that. I think it's done, but it's 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 very heavy rated R. So just keep that yeah. in mind <laughs> in comparison to this. Compared PG to movie. this, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now if you did not like Masters of the Universe and you want something sort of different but still in the same realm of family friendly um or, or just good old action, uh Ninja Turtles, the original. Yes. I think this movie is 
phenomenal and great character development love the makeup love the costumes love the fighting all of it that you didn't get in masters of the universe you will find <laughs> true in this true. which is also based on an animated cartoon and comic book the next one i picked is flash gordon <laughs> i just think the technology the space aspect the good versus evil the costumes the music everything is so iconic that masters of the universe tried to do this movie accomplished that in spades so i would watch flash gordon the last one that i chose is big trouble in little china yes very mythical magical fun there was tons of references from big trouble in little china in masters of the universe again i believe this movie just did it a bit better for its buck and gave you characters that were likable and um yeah i i, I really enjoyed this one that are my recommendations those are great choices. I love that. So with that being said, Rob, where can the lovely people find you when you're not hanging out over here? Currently just chronicalizing my uh, movie watching this year. All of 2023, I am reviewing every single movie that I watch, regardless if it's a rewatch or a first watch. If I watch it at home or at the theater, you can see my journey on Instagram under Rob the Movie Geek. And sometimes I'll post little fun videos of myself just talking anything movie or TV related. But I have these small little snippets of a review just giving um, each movie a rate of one through five five being the best and uh yeah you get to see every movie that i've, I've watched so uh follow me rob the movie geek all one word and the radical retro rewind podcast one word on instagram as well as youtube tiktok everywhere matter of fact rob we didn't even bring up the theme song and as the music is playing as we fade out <laughs> superman it sounded very superman <laughs> yes uh, so did, did any of that sound like the the he-man theme song or anything another iconic song i get it very heroic tone i loved all the trumpets if, if that's what i was hearing like yeah it felt good to hear some of that especially when the the logo card the the title card came on in the beginning loved all of that so yeah all for that classic song but definitely superman ripped off with that being said we continue our sword and sorcery summer every friday of the month the last being that of double thundercats Thank you again, Rob, for being here, and uh, we'll see you next time. Good journey, Ryan. Good, Good journey. journey. Good journey. Good journey. Good journey. Good journey. Good journey. Good journey. <laughs> you love me, Hannah Adams. Don't, don't say goodbye. Say good journey. There's an old attorney saying, live the journey, for every destiny is but a doorway to another. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.